Eddie, 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 Eddie. Two questions for you, Eddie. Where's Chris and where's the money? This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack. This is Film Sack episode 558. Nope, that's yet. That's last week's. It's 559. It's going it's going, it's going real good. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, that's what's happening. It's Sunday, July 10th. That's the weekend we're on. And I would like to first introduce myself. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. What do you want him to do with the turtle dunaway? What am I supposed to do with this stupid turtle? Oh, hi. Hi. This week on Film Sack, we put on our bulletproof vest made for our hearts and not for our scrotes. Remember, be careful out there, scrotes, and drive our mob-operated armored car money truck right back to the early, really, really early world of early 1980s New York, <laughs> where we short, we are short on good-paying jobs and long-gone crime. Mouthy Coke friends, young Giuliani's, and cops whose heads are shaped like thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rock. Maybe if you grew some hair on top. Oh, God, no. Stick with the thumb look. It's working for you. Anywho, grab the other end of this naked statue for my mom and help me load it into the trunk of my Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am. Careful with the berries. That's my wine drunk in the alley mom's favorite part. Hey, do you have to pee? I know a great place to pee. It's really busy, though. There's always somebody in there. I mean, like, we're always waiting on somebody to come out. It used to even be more crowded when my dad got fired from his tenured job at the crime boss bathroom upkeep man. Ah, this salad days. This movie was like Robin Hood if Friar Tuck couldn't keep his coked up mouth shut and made Marion serve pie down at the local diner and the sheriff at Nottingham had a head shaped like a thumb. I'm sorry, Rock. Randy? I said thank you for saving my life, right? Yeah, you right, did. Good. You mentioned it. Yeah. That was amazing. Good Lord. I feel like I've been coked up or something. No, that was amazing. That's, I'm that's all the, over top of that one. That was, that was, woo. That's the definition of your intros, though. You do, yeah, you're always very, up. That's the epitome of a Brian Dunaway intro. Yep. That's what you want. Uh, also with us, Randy, you will have Dwayne the Rock Johnson in your uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson tour, right? Jordan. Uh, Aloha, Scott. <laughs> Brian. Brian. And uh, thank you all for coming to this quick briefing. I'm your police precinct captain who will never be identified in future tellings of our very true story here. You detectives today are going to investigate an outfit called Empire Securities. Mm. See, they're called Empire Securities because we need to make it clear that this is New York City, even though the trees outside make it look like we're in Louisiana. Your investigation <laughs> of this outfit is going to go fine. And nothing bad will happen as long as you follow these three important steps. Mm. Number one, Detective Rock, uh, you're going to uh, always be the one who shows up when someone tries to rob this outfit. doesn't matter if, they're, if they get bombed during the day or their mm -hmm. weird office gets invaded at night across mm -hmm. town. You work all shifts and uh, you work in all precincts, I guess. Number two, <laughs> when you, the NYPD, 
invade the weird offices of Empire Securities at night. You won't need a warrant, and you won't need a properly sized unit of officers. Just take two guys in plain clothes and be ready to use the gym equipment you find there. Number three, whatever you do, don't arrest or even impede the actions of the friendly young giant you find working there. We're the police. We would never stop a huge child with a gun from doing whatever he wants while robbers attack the money room he's guarding. Don't handcuff him. Don't throw him in lockup for a few hours. Don't even question how the hell he's driving a 78 Trans Am. Did you see that thing? How will who is this broke giant man child whose dad Mm -hmm. appears to have spent the last decade working in Mm -hmm. the lucrative field of Greek restaurant toilet stall repair driving Mm -hmm. around in that. I'm asking this, not you. You detectives will not ask this question when you cross paths with him for the third day in a row. All right, dismissed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nice. That sticky Trans Am, man. Yeah. I have questions. Yeah, I got all kinds of questions about that damn thing. Uh, Also with us and finally, Brian, he's also based on a true story of it. <laughs> so true. <laughs> we'll take two cups of your stereotype Dina specialty coffee, honey. Thanks. All right, Chris. Thanks for filling me in on how lax the security is at your job. I think I've come up with a really good plan for how we can take all that money. So, since there's a guide at the front door, I think we're going to have to go through the roof and then punch in one, two, three, four on the keypad, bypass the deaf dog, and then grab the cash. Now, I want to keep things quiet, so it'll just be me and Vinny and Tony busting in. Now, you also told me that there's bags of cash in a basket on the front desk with a sign that says free samples, so we're going to need a diversion. (laughs) Again, I want to keep things quiet, so I'm going to have Gino Jr., Gino Jr., Frankie, and Paulie making a ruckus outside the gate. Uh, Okay, I think all that's left is getting away with all that money. It really helps that your armored car company stores the cash in wheelbarrows so we can get it out to the van where I'll have Jojo, Biscuits, Dino, Eddie, Mikey Fingers, Uncle Marco, Angelo, Mario, Luigi, Mickey, and Blind Franco. But let's just try to keep this between us, okay? Yeah, yeah. There's a few mouths. There's a few mouths in this film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By the way, pour one out for Polly Walnuts passed away uh, a couple days ago. Yeah, James Conn and Polly Walnuts died the weekend we're doing a movie with the worst mob voices. <laughs> yeah. And based a week on be- a true story. How much is it based on a true story? I don't think very much, other than a few maybe some monies. I don't know. I actually think you're answering the main question of our viewing of this movie right out of the gate. Uh-huh. And that is what you know, like how how did this movie get made as though it's going to be in theaters? And then someone realized, oh, no one's going to want to have paid to watch this, so we can't do that. And you and you just like you brings you all the way back around to how did this movie? How does this movie exist? I don't understand how this movie mm-hmm. exists. Mm-hmm. And I think the answer is because the true story is actually really freaking interesting, and mm-hmm. the movie mm-hmm. somehow doesn't translate that. The, yeah. the really interesting true story doesn't doesn't come through. You're right. It doesn't get it. It doesn't get to the heart of it, which is really odd. The movie is Empire State, by the way, and uh, it is based on a true story. The dude uh, who Liam Hemsworth plays shows up at the end in a little brief those. interview thing. I kind of do, but I kind of hate him. Because look at that. Because look at this ultra handsome freaking actor you hired to play Liam. this total little bum nub. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't, f- it doesn't fit my head. 
you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think after watching this, I think we can safely say uh, Liam Hemsworth is not the charismatic Hemsworth brother. Is that the conclusion? Because like, I, I, I feel like I've seen him in other things where I'm like, yeah, he's like, he is charismatic, but then is he? Maybe because no, I watched him in Hunger every, Games, and it was the exact same. Oh, okay. Right, well, so maybe, well, maybe I'm remembering yeah, all the people hit. that were around him in Hunger yeah, Games. Yeah. Maybe you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm forgetting that he was different than them somehow. Yeah, he's uh, his other brother, the one in Westworld. Forget his name, Clumpy, yeah. Clumpy Junior, whatever it is. <laughs> Yeah. We're given all the yeah. We're we're really. I used to. to I can't get the names right, but his. But he's pretty interesting as an actor. But he's not the good looking. He's not the good lookingest of the three. And I think you know, obviously, Chris is the one with all the with the most muscles, the most acting chops, the most comedy, the most drama, the most money. <laughs> like yeah. he's the, he's the one that like when they go to Thanksgiving, everyone's like, oh, there's Chris again with all his success. Right? Yeah. Chris right. Hemsworth got to pick from column A, column B, and column C, while his two brothers <laughs> pretty much just got to pick what what was left. Yeah, that's basically it. The brother in Westworld looks like a little piece of like meat gristle. He's not really. He's not an ugly guy. He's just like a normal ass looking dude and i kind of like that about him so you know perfection aside uh i you know i don't think he's even the problem with this movie um i think the problem with the movie is here's what i think if they would have told me up front that this was based on a real story i think i would have forgiven it more because there's a lot of <laughs> exposition yeah, it's, it's in the, the description. First thing, it? right? The very first thing is you you are watching newsreels from 40 years ago, right? I thought yeah. that was yeah. all like Made, made up, up stuff. yeah because no. i because and, and here's why is my number one complaint about the movie and it's kind of maybe this is petty and dumb i don't know but whoever's decision it was i'll put it in our in our uh discord so you guys can see what i'm looking at while i talk about it whosever decision it was to use this as the poster yeah was trying I mean, it's to create all about the rock right yeah, yeah. they were trying yeah. to create a a michael bay looking let me look at these sparks underneath everybody. Right. And right. Uh, that you, building behind them is there's no building like that. That's it's the Empire State you, Building specifically. It is. Yeah. Right. It there's was, no which has no importance in this film whatsoever. No. Yeah, it has we're none. Getting, we had lots of Emma Roberts and Liam Hemsworth, right? We're like, yeah, this is gonna be like a love triangle. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, none of that stuff. Believe, I would like to believe that uh Dito Montiel was forced to record this entire movie in Louisiana because it would be cheaper than making the movie in New York, which like that, what does that tell you right out of the gate? Yeah, hey, uh, it tells you we something. Can't let you make your movie called New York state in New York. State. <laughs> yeah. It does seem like a, it does seem like an odd thing, but like Emma Roberts is barely in this. She's in it more than right. Dwayne Johnson. It feels like, I mean, that's probably not true, but he's barely in it. Like the it right. actually feels like all three of them got famous later. Like I, I, I know yeah. that's not true, but it sure. feels like it. Well, it feels like all three of them got famous later, and then that's why the the poster was made like six years later. Yeah, but also the just the the prominence of the rock on this poster. What that tells me is we're what two twenty fourteen here twenty thirteen twenty thirteen. Um, it feels like one of those transition movies in his career where when they started filming, things hadn't really taken off yet. Right, they finished filming and went, oh shit. The Rock is huge now. He's, yeah, he's <laughs> we even gotta, more huge. Yeah, we got to go ahead and make this the main part of our poster. So all of that to me is just misleading. That doesn't look like a movie based on a real story. That looks like a movie based on hot summer action summer and film sack summer. Right, right. With the, yeah. And that's what we were sold, right, from the from the poster. But yeah. I 
still, just, even though I kind of liked it, though, I, I'm going to say that I kind of like this movie. Oh, I want to defend this movie. I absolutely yeah. will try to defend this movie. Um, I, I'm close to saying that you, the listener, should watch the movie. I mean, it's on it's on Netflix. I feel like movie. you should watch the movie. I don't, I'm gonna. I'm curious to see how you defend it because I don't oh. feel like you're, you're. I don't feel like you're watching it because oh my I god, it. I almost I almost missed out on this cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> but right. I, I want to draw a circle around what I said a minute ago because I want to make it really really clear. I am not saying that the that these three people weren't yet famous. I'm saying that feels like they weren't famous when you watch them in this movie like they yeah. were they were like you're looking back to that first movie that people were in when you're like oh wow how'd they get the rock for this how'd they get liam hemsworth for this uh you know but it feels like it uh, like at this point the rock had been the rock had been famous for like 15 years at this point mm-hmm. and uh liam hemsworth was coming out of like making a couple of pretty big movies. Um, if, if you haven't seen the last song, like admittedly it's directed at teenagers, but the last song is a pretty big movie. I mean, for a guy like him, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, this movie, this movie. So I'm saying this movie, uh, Empire State should have, you know, it should have been on a certain level. And it's like, Kind of surprising when you're watching it and you're going, man, it's really not on that level at all. I don't ever. It's kind of no. a mob story. And I'm into those. Like I, I rewatched Goodfellas yeah. the other day just because I was in the mood. And maybe that's part of the problem is I just watched Goodfellas, one of the greatest, if not greatest mob films ever made ever. Also based roughly on a true story, but such a masterpiece that I then went to Empire State and I went, oh, OK, well, well. it's barely a mob. I mean, yeah, the mob is involved. But the mob doesn't have to be involved for the story. Yeah. You know, it's it's a it's a heist, and even it's a nice barely, coloring, barely it's a, a heist. For it. <laughs> barely right. even a heist movie yeah. because it's, it's barely a heist. I love, the, I love the heist. I do love the that they injected the heist uh, plan in the yeah. middle of it. It's like here's our heist plan. As told by a couple of no good Nick losers on, on the back of a placemat. Back, yeah, yeah, the back yeah. of a placemat yeah. that he puts in his locker. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. and the That's most it. the most like visceral moment is probably a moment that never happened, which was the shootout with the with the, uh, mm. the guy in the office there. The I forgot his right. name, but that was like this moment of like, whoa, dude, they're serious. Look at them shoot each other up, and Eddie goes running. And then the rock shows up just in time to find him at the phone booth, but not in time to stop the crime. That's so weird. Yeah. But anyway, like like uh, all of that stuff worked okay. It's just there's so much exposition, so much like I wanted to be a cop, but instead I'm tempted by this money bag. And I don't know. It felt like small crimes. Didn't feel like a yeah, big that's deal. What I liked, yeah. That's what I yeah. liked about it. It was small crimes. That's that's. It was, you know, it was a small story, it was small crimes, and really probably just it had big actors for some reason. What, but what, <laughs> what, what is this movie about? Like, it, how, how couldn't this movie do better? I, it's just weird to me. Like, mm. uh, I guess it could have been a limited series, right? Like, it could have, it could have taken some time to give you the characters. Like, who are these guys? Kind of like, series, what's motivating was- them? Limited series is not a bad idea because right then you you develop the characters you complete the heist and then you then there's that after thing I mean like all right what happened when they went to prison I'd be curious you know and the trial right. and that sort of thing they mm-hmm. could they could go that far it yeah. felt to me like there were at least five parts it could have been a five episode limited series right and like I mm-hmm. I was actually trying to like sketch this out right like the mm-hmm. the first one just this this weird thing where they basically figure out what's going on. Like that's all you need 
for a first episode is the re- revelation that there's a freaking pile of money in a room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it's really interesting. And the movie just goes right on past that. And it never actually cares to look into how did this pile of money come to be? How are all these people just coming and going, clocking in and out while there's a pile of money like that you could have given me more and I would have wanted it. Like the movie almost I, fails because it doesn't give you enough uh, understanding of what the hell's going on. I like this small story because I like, I, I think of this uh, like staying alive. It's like uh, this, this, this small. <laughs> Sorry, go yeah. ahead. Content- I'll let you. No, I serious. want you to finish, but I, I you invoked Someone one just of the punched worst. Scott in the gut. One, <laughs> one of the worst <laughs> movies I've ever seen in my life. So well, I, I, I think this. it's good, especially. Okay, so we have movies during the 70s that kind of explored some of this stuff. It's kind of like modern fairy tale stories, you know, cautions for children or people becoming adults. It's like, Hey, watch out for your friends because that's what it's really all about. It's all about, uh, you know, his Liam's dad trying to, uh, keep, you know, the best he can to keep his son straight and sorry, pops, you know, he just keeps messing up and it's, you know, it's partially because of this loose cannon friend he has. And if any, any of you guys ever grew up with a, like a loose cannon friend who kind of like, you don't know why you hang out with him. It's like, why am I yeah. even hanging out with this idiot? He keeps getting me in trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's right. where I, that's where this whole story felt for me. It was like this small personal story. I fit, if if I hadn't have seen it done better as, and it was called season two of the wire, I'd probably agree <laughs> with you. That's the well, thing. I mean, you've, we've all seen movies about dudes set in New York city at every time, like it's New York city in the nineties, New York city in right. the seventies. And because we've seen midnight cowboy or Carlito's way or whatever, because we've seen those movies, this movie gets to just skip over a bunch of shit right. and mm-hmm. like go right to they're sitting in a diner planning a heist and you're like but you haven't earned this yet i need to i need you to explain to me who these people are you know Mm -hmm. yeah i kind of they're all pretty simple people i think (laughs) you don't have to explain anything they're all very (laughs) just simple characters you know saturday night fever is this it's it feels right in with that for me. Yeah. I like I like that part of it. Sometimes I'm, like I'm sometimes small. I'm down with it. I guess again, once I got into it, I was like, oh, okay, this is just a very different movie and I need to change my mindset. Yeah. And once I did, it was it was fine. I guess I'm also a little bummed at the end that that footage of the actual character, the guy that you know based the character is based on, is sitting at that table and indicates that he still knows where the million dollars is and nobody yeah. else does. Mm-hmm. And it's then kind they, of a Robin then, Hood story. Then they show that freaking that they show that stupid statue as he's saying it. Yeah. All yeah. I could think of was like, it's not in the damn statue anymore. Yeah. You yeah, told right. you told it was probably <laughs> never in the statue. I mean, it was that's just a, that was just a, a plot device that they used. You know, because I'm sure when they wrote the story, this guy's this guy's really good at keeping his mouth shut. Yeah. Whereas his friend Eddie. Yeah wouldn't shut the F up. This guy's well, really good at keeping his mouth shut. Well, he's pretty good. He's pretty well, good at keeping his mouth shut because he told in Eddie. The re- <laughs> in the re- right, right. Foolishly told Eddie. Yeah, Foolishly uh, told but Eddie. Julia Roberts' niece no, already took it out and went somewhere else with it. Like, right. <laughs> I'd be worried about, you know, garden statues all over New York after this movie came out, except for the right. fact that nah, that's all right. Nobody, <laughs> Nobody saw this saw movie. So all, these statues are, all those statues are just fine. <laughs> You're all safe. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I mean, whatever. I just, you know, like also, how do you go to jail for nine years? He was in for, for nine years. I did a little background yeah. checking on this dude. Yeah. And in the nine years, he was never either compelled legally or otherwise to tell anybody where yeah, the damn money much. was stashed. That, they, and they kind of discussed that through Eddie uh, in this film. I mean, they kind of understood. They understood that 
as far as as money goes, especially dirty money, illegal money. Um, yeah, you can kind of get away with that kind of crap. If you trade out, it's like, yeah, I'll trade out time. I'll trade out this many years of my life in jail for this amount of money in danger. You know, Eddie kept saying, what's the worst that could happen? Well, the worst that could happen is you get shot in the face by a bunch of Colombians. But, you know, most likely he's like, he'll just go to jail. Okay, let's go. I love Eddie. I love the actor who plays Eddie. He's good. I, uh, the whole time I'm thinking... His name is Michael Angarano. He was the right. he was the young uh, the young version of the main character in uh, Almost Famous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He um, was also uh, Sky High, the main. Uh, oh, yeah. is he really? Yeah. He oh, was yeah. the kid in Sky High. He's a good. He's a good actor. Okay, he's a he he's a trope. A, I don't think he was the main character, young version, of the main character in. He was Almost in famous. it. He was a what? friend of his, wasn't he? Um, no. No, the Me. main character is is uh oh gosh, well, what's the writer? His name? The writer kid. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He was. God, he just looks so different uh, in that. I Patrick Fugit. Patrick Fugit. 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 Oh, oh, oh. Gotcha. Right, right, right. The the real like okay, not the. I w- that's what I was getting confused by. I was thinking like because already the character in Almost Famous is already a young guy, right? So I was like, that's not him. Yeah, there's just a young version of him. A couple of scenes of him in like <laughs> yes. first grade, and he's in the car yelling at yelling at yes. his mom because she's the younger been version lying of the him. young kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael Michael Angarano, not not like a storied career at all, but I just felt like he really knocks it out of the park as this guy that you. You're not supposed to like, but you're also not yeah. supposed to really understand why he's why Chris remains friends with them, except that right. he's always around. He's a he's a friend. He's a bad friend that we have all had at one time or another. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has had well, this friend. And I felt like he played it perfectly. He's also the Edward Norton Jr. in Rounders, you know, nervous getting the main <laughs> character into trouble. He's yeah. Kyle Mooney's nervous wise guy character from Saturday Night Live. I mean, yeah. he's, yeah. you know, he's a trope, but he's I love it. He's, a, he's an over the top trope. Yep. He, I really genuinely thought, man, if they'd gotten Sam Rockwell to play this character. Like that oh. would have been really. Oh, awesome. that would have been great. That? Yeah, golly, it feels like has Sam Rockwell ever played a character like that? Like, uh, it like, it. like it the yeah. whole movie. The nervous, the nervous buddy, the the one that blows everything. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh. It feels like Rockwell's been that twenty yeah, times. It but really does. Yeah, I guess I guess um, like yeah. his yeah. character in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri is the is the yeah. thing that I was thinking of. Like he kind of reminded me of that. Uh, uh, Sam Rock, the character in this movie, Eddie, reminded me of that character from. Uh, Sam Rockwell, but he really. I thought, man, Ed Norton in the '90s was also kind of like in this a little bit. I I was thinking the Rounders character was very much like the you know Eddie. So anyway, of Chris or of uh, Liam, check his pulse worth. Anyway, I liked it, but I will totally (laughs) come on. I like this. Yeah, he's so he's so damn boring. Oh my gosh, I love it. I don't think real. I I think this would have been a better movie with with somebody. Don't, they don't have to be over the top charismatic, not at all. But right. but uh, livelier, like you yeah. know, just just uh, have some energy. Have some energy, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah we know I you work out, to... Liam. So show some some of that workout energy. I don't there, know. I kind of. I don't know. I don't. I'm not going to defend this movie. Okay, I'm going to defend this movie. I'm not going to defend this movie. <laughs> but I did like. I liked. I like Liam's just. Uh, I'm so stuck. Every I, uh, I'm just. Yeah, but I stuck. think another actor could do. Could, could another actor could telegraph <laughs> that better. Like, 
could yeah. portray that that feeling of first off so, you have to you have to be able to portray the like oh my god there's that money it would certainly help my family it would certainly help me get out of this well, I could sell my Trans Am, but that, we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Right. But uh, like all these problems we're having, that money sure would help. But God, I want to be a cop. And this like completely goes against my whole Boy Scout goodness right. for that. And and it, it just was like, it didn't feel like that decision was I difficult like, for him at all. I felt like Liam played this exactly how I feel like I would act if I lived this life. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be so stuck. You know, your parents are good. Your parents are good to you. You really have no excuse for, you know, staying friends with this, you know, this idiot other than you feel sorry for him and uh, you just can't stop. And you're kind of good on the inside because you're kind of like this Robin Hood kind of guy. It's like, oh, I I want fair things, but I just can't get unstuck. And he kept saying, sorry, pops. And every time he said, sorry, pops, it just, it just right through the heart. You know, what's funny is the guy that played speaking of season two, the guy that played his dad was the Greek. Uh, mob boss in season two of the wire like everything about this movie is is the, the wire, wire season two light for me paul paul <laughs> ben victor is that you're talking about yeah guy, he's got yeah. he's so smooth he's been around he's forever he's character also act, like constant character actor too that guy yeah yeah nothing wrong with him uh, have you have any of you guys seen uh money for nothing the uh the joey coil chicks for free story I so that's a it's a, a john kuzak plays this guy named Joey Coyle based on a true story, Philadelphia, um, a, a, a better movie, a, a bag of money literally falls <laughs> off a truck. Oh, falls I, off have a truck. I have seen this movie. Yeah. I have not. 1.2 million or not a truck out of an armored car. $1.2 million bag of money falls out. And Oh, I have uh, seen this. Yes, this is a great movie. It is a great movie. And I kept thinking about that saying, God, why is that so much? Why does that feel so much better than this coming out 10 years earlier? Uh, I'm sorry, 20 years earlier, yeah. and it feels so much more solid and well and and but okay, and so it feels like there are stakes in that one that there aren't in this yeah. one. Yeah, so that's what's good about the John John Cusack is an amazing actor. Yeah. It, but when I watch Money for Nothing, and by the way, I think this was like I did was this straight to video as well? I yes. can't remember. Anyway, it was okay. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, it was Money for Nothing, and it was straight to video. And Cusack plays it not like I would do if I was to find this money. I wouldn't act like John Cusack. I would act like more like Liam Neeson. I guess maybe <laughs> Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam, why not? <laughs> Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson in this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. Nothing <laughs> is, uh, it is 20 years older, and it is absolutely chock full of all of the joy and fear and fun Yes, and and concerns you that you would have, you would expect for someone in this situation. Whereas Empire State, it's so much, it cuts so fast to, oh, now his uh, other friend is killing the guy who they think leaked the information on the side of the street. And boom, okay, well now we're back to him at his desk. And I'm just like, hey, slow down, movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's yeah. have some, let's have some, uh, like, interstitial stuff. Like, it doesn't have to be completely down, meaningless. Get some pie from Emma Roberts. Come on, I mean, yeah. 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 That guy, by the way, getting killed is Turtle from Entourage. Ah, yes. Turtle. Yeah. <laughs> I never Turtle. saw that show. Never, still you don't never really? seen that Yeah. Oh, I disagree. I think, Scott, <laughs> now listen, I think you should watch the first half of the first season of Entourage. That will give you the whole thing. Okay. You will, there will, it will never surpass 
what okay. you see in the first like seven episodes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Worth worth doing that? I mean, like really yeah. spending time. Okay. Yeah. All right. At least yeah. at least you'll know. Like everybody watched Entourage. Did they? Uh, yeah. No, they did not. Fifty percent of people watched Entourage. Yeah. 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 From our here. Everybody who had HBO in the days before streaming had watched Entourage. Right. <laughs> I feel like I missed the, uh, that whole boat. But anyway, uh, I did. So this is the by the way the very first film that Dito Montiel. How do you say his name? Montiel. Montiel. Got it directed. Yeah. Dito. Anyway, uh, this is the first movie he directed that didn't feature Channing Tatum. No. Oh, and if and it shows too, because yeah. I feel like uh, Channing Tatum could have that would have been right interesting, in right? Yeah, mm-hmm. See, yeah. see, Brian. I'm not saying that it couldn't role? be performed better. I'm just saying <laughs> it was performed fine. Yeah, fine. Okay. Yeah, fine. And I think true. Channing Tatum also uh, would have been the played the Rock's role uh, just as easily. Oh, yeah. the, anyone could have played that role. I don't understand no, it. We needed The Rock and his partner because uh, the two actors uh, are both last name Johnson. So mm-hmm. every time they appear on screen, it was Johnson and Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. I love and that they the made way- a guy named Johnson call another guy Johnson. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> big, big I fan. Wanna, I just want to point out again, I feel like I say this regularly. Channing Tatum is not the young, hot thing that you think he is. He is 42 years old, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's 42. He's still young and hot. He's still yeah, a good looking dude, though. He's still ripped. Right to me, that's young and hot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that The Rock and his partner. I felt like his partner was like, like they were having a competition to see who could get to the most muscle. So they were like constantly working out. I also <laughs> love their attitude. It's like such a different. It was really play downplayed a lot, but it was such. It showed you two different worlds. They show you from, uh, you know, the detectives. Dwayne, uh, what was it? Ransom was his name. What a weird yeah, detective Ransom. Ransom. Yeah. 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 Uh, so he, he was, you know, they, the things they were saying was like, you know, money didn't mean nothing to them because they had a job and it was stable. And, you know, to Liam Hemsworth, the Chris character, everything was, you know, it was Chaos. money was super important. Yeah. So I, I appreciated those little small nuances in the film that this movie is a small movie. It went to video for a reason. It's a small movie. It's I enjoyed my little hour and a half romp. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, with I'm the not, film. I'm not I don't regret the hour and a half I spent watching this movie, but I right. but I just regret that it had a lot of potential that could have been Right, done so much better with other. You know. Yeah, I would also argue that the uh, my I know I keep harping on this, but the poster looks like it's a modern setting. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it doesn't does. look I'm, like I'm something curious. from the eighties. Like nobody on that front of that cover, yeah. including the Rock, nobody looks like nineteen eighty two in that shot. No, I'm curious if this was the original cover though, because I'm 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 curious to know if this is the original poster. I feel like maybe. That once it went to streaming or something, maybe they redid this or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know either, but you're right. Feels it like feels it. out of place. It doesn't feel like it belongs here and it bugs me. And that's going to annoy me no matter how far into this episode we get. It's going to be Marketing lies make me angry. We yeah. talked about this many Especially times. Especially ones okay. that are just All over right. the top like that. Going yeah. going back in time through the posters. Uh, yes. What, what you're seeing is the most recent poster. Right. Probably... Probably for the Blu-ray release or something like that. Right. Trying to find, uh, uh, if oh, you click back, oh, oof, other posters. It's, oh, it's really? a big oof, dude. Oof, really? Well, there's it's, lots of explosions of the ones I see. Are those what in photos? In oh, original movie? folded poster. I'm looking at one here. I'll send. I'll put this in the chat. I don't know if you guys, okay. but this is like original trash that came out. Uh, oh, geez. Okay, back in the day. 
the day was only eight or nine years ago, Scott. That's the weird yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. Every one of these posters though doesn't look like it was made in the. Um, it wasn't made in 1983. These all look like they're meant it's, to be now. I, yeah, I, well, I there's that. Like that's misleading as hell, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't like the, the original one, the one I just sent you guys, the original folded movie poster that probably came with like you know a DVD or something. Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like Dwayne the Rock is is there with his buddy Liam, and they're all yes. uh, they're they're partners, and they're you know fighting crime. Like cop movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not only that, the Rock is kind of put in the back and on the side thing of the other p- third poster I'm looking at. Uh, Liam yeah. Hemsworth gets top billing, and the Rock does not. Yeah. So I don't know what marketing, baby. I don't yeah. like it. I feel like, I it's, like it it's not none of it f- feels real to me because the movie yeah, so itself. So many is just, of these look like uh, look like buddy cop. Like it's really just the two of them up. Front. And hold, okay, hold on a second. Here's this one, which is maybe Italian or French. <laughs> Italian. Yeah, French. Right, look at this one. I'm putting in our chat. So this is. Uh, I want to say it is. Yeah, this is the French version. Oh wow, it's. It's processing a long time. There we go. It's it's really like the, you're uh, how, you can be sure that there was a an English version of that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But how like how misleading to have yeah. a badge barely visible in in uh, Liam Hemsworth's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do. Yeah, it's that's like just that's horrible. That's freaking hideous. Okay. Yeah, also, is- also the way they're like Liam Hemsworth. You know, Hunger Games. It says underneath. <laughs> right. Dude, I'd be pissed if I saw this poster and watched the film. I mean, yeah. was- does anybody have any of you guys have a movie poster in your history that was so misleading that you still remember it? This one. This one. All <laughs> right. <laughs> this one right here. Um, let me think about that. There's probably because I sure do. Yeah. Give us really? what is it. I, a couple actually, but the one that came right to mind was Rocky five, mm-hmm. Rocky oh. five. The movie poster has only two people on it and it's both Sylvester Stallone. It is two different. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about Sylvester that. Stallone with yeah. an American flag behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's both Sylvester Stallone and you go to see Rocky five and it is not about him and he's not boxing at the end of it. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go. Misleading. I'm gonna go yeah. with yeah. Star Did Wars: you... A New Hope for that bullshit because he didn't. You know, Luke's on the mm-hmm. front of that with a zapper. Mm-hmm. Man, he's where's his mm-hmm. where's his lightsaber? Yeah, yeah. fail. Do you, do you like that one better though, Randy? It's the one that's just got big words. Go for it. Go no, for it. I don't so it anymore at all. Standing next to it. <laughs> it is not. It, it is probably the most misleading one I can think of. All I can hear in my head is uh, Crazy Climber and the voice sample that goes, "Go for it. Go for it." <laughs> That's another that's another one uh, is any mo- find any movie poster for Terminator three and it does not tell you what Terminator three is actually about. And right. I like Terminator three. I just want to say I like Terminator three. I mm-hmm. really, really do. But my gosh, every movie poster for Terminator three looks like a completely different movie. Yeah. Interesting. There's your, there's your Star Wars poster, by the way, in there. Yeah. In the, uh, yeah. 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 That's not what we got. Nope. Nope. I mean, it's this stylized, crazy, ver- you know, fever dream version of what we got. But yeah, right. it's pretty yeah. off. It's pretty Mark off. Mark Hamill never once took his shirt off and gave me all of his pecs. <laughs> Not one time. <laughs> I I think that's okay because it's one of three. It's a series of three posters that all have the same visual right. language. Yeah. Like right. that doesn't bother me so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't. I just don't feel like you go to a... A Star Wars movie, and you look at the poster and say, "Well, that's not what the movie's about." It's kind of like, 
Yeah. Ripping it down on their way out. Trying to find some that are <laughs> that are more uh like overt. I'm having a hard so time finding I posted two more Rocky Five movie posters in there. The Japanese one looks like it's it's a pile of meat under a spotlight when you first glance at <laughs> yeah, it. I thought it was a human that's fetus. That's the accurate portrayal of Rocky. I, that's perfect. It's not a human fetus? Wait, wait, wait. What is right, it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they use ghoulies as the example. Gloves. Oh, it's boxing gloves. Okay. Why is the abyss I'm on I'm pretty here? sure it's meat, though. It looks like, like, I'm with you guys. It looks like meat. Meat. One, yeah, I, I'm like offended meat. by the Rocky Five poster where he's holding four fingers down on each hand. I don't even, I don't understand it. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's on top of some ropes. He's standing outside yeah, some ropes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know. It's the same thing. I thought the same thing. I thought, was he holding a bar? Like a, on first, like no, a, uh, it, it really it, looked no. to me like he was making yeah. gang signs. Like whatever, <laughs> whatever four fingers oh, straight down is, he's. What a but wouldn't that be poster. that would it would have been better for Rocky Four with the four fingers? Oh, that makes I, sense. I came into this episode of Film Sack wondering what in the world we were going to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, movie posters, man, this is great. Yeah, yeah this, this is, is great. great. This one I found is supposed to be the number one. Uh, oh, that's fantastic! Godzilla I would pay versus Megalon. But yeah. I'm guessing that's not what uh, was they delivered. don't do it. They don't oh, get right, on the twin on towers and fight. Tree. You're on top of the twin towers. We got Godzilla and yep. Meg- Megalon on the top of the. T- yeah, World absolutely does not happen in that movie. Not even. I don't even think they're in New York. I think it's all in Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is weird. It's like Man that, on Wire or American. Is the you know same poster, but uh, without you know Godzilla. <laughs> we should watch that. By the way, we should, Godzilla I don't or know, Man on Wire. Man on Wire. No, no, no. Just, yeah, the Godzilla, Godzilla versus, versus Megalon. Yeah. Megalon. Oh God! We haven't we haven't done a Godzilla. I'm a huge Godzilla. Well, we okay. Well, we take it back. The, we've done yeah, we've done modern Godzilla. Area. Yeah, I want to yeah. do an old dubbed ones. What I want. I yeah. want to do like the '72 Japan one where everyone's going. Oh, what's on the horizon? Uh, like I want that. I want the one with that. the weird Japanese girl twin, tiny miniature people. And I don't know if that monstrous. You you're thing. talking about the. <laughs> the <laughs> there are like two twin, twin Japanese group. women that were holding <laughs> yeah. hands. You got were, it. You got it. Yeah. You got it. You're that is right. the thing. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got it. All right. Well, this topic. This topic sure is reminding. <laughs> no, I'll I'll send you a picture. Hold a second. I'm, I'm reminded of this funny thing where the the poster for Reservoir Dogs yeah. is has a person on it that no one knows who it is. What? So oh, it's really? like so it's like the poster for Reservoir Dogs is like the characters from the movie and they're all wearing ba- you want, basically you the same type that, Hey Brian, you want to type that into Google, not into Discord. No, no, I was I was I was, I was, I was doing oh, I was doing okay. this. I was doing this. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. I'm looking here. Where Randy, it's the Reservoir Dogs one where it's kind of silhouetted. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. The, the it's like a pretty famous movie poster. Yeah. And my memory of this like 30 years ago is that people would point at the poster and say, who's the guy in the middle? And like, it's otherwise it's the cast, but Mm. then there's this like, just this like random figure. Like, no, that isn't. Wait, are you talking about the one that's got just the four of them? Oh, the, the Brown one. Okay. Hold on. That's not the one I was looking at. Who is that? And I guess in the middle. No, Michael Madsen's out front. Oh, that's the uh, uh, pen. uh, One, two, three, four, five. There's there's five names down there. So six names. Yes. So one, two, three, five. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's Chris Penn, who wasn't ever in a suit like that and did not. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's just just a weird thing. Like, that doesn't. It, it's it's okay like the style of the movie obviously right yeah yeah, yeah. that's what they're but aiming like, why would you have but... tarantino since he was in a suit he was one of the guys who got shot yeah exactly that's it's weird just a, it's just a weird thing 
Mr. Pink, not Mr. Pink. That was uh, Buscemi. Was Buscemi. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good movie, too. <laughs> oh, my God. That whole, I... What a what a strange movie! Like now that we're thirty years past Reservoir Dogs, what a strange movie! Like it's very weird. I, I'm 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 confused about how it made total sense to me at the time. <laughs> well, I mean, it's I think it remains what it was, which is a stylistic, overly bloody, ridiculous thing. What I didn't know, I didn't know this till like last week, and I don't know why. Maybe you guys are all going to laugh at me now, but the yep. guy that uh, took the ear off the other dude, uh, what's his yeah, name? Michael uh, Madsen. Michael Madsen is supposed to be in the in the character is the brother to Travolta's character in uh, oh, Vincent Vega. Yeah, Vince, they're both Vegas and they're brothers. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. That blew my mind. I didn't mind. know that. Now we now we all know it. Yeah. Saw that the other Three day. Both of us didn't know that, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I probably did at one point because uh, like I, like I say did. I was watching all these movies and hanging out with people who talked about crap like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I just think Michael Madsen is such an interesting, like quantity, because like he's, he's at the same time really not a good actor and mm-hmm. a fantastic actor when he's in the perfect role for him. Yeah, you, know? you just got to be right. the right guy. Oh, yeah. Well, it turns out he's he's pretty damn good in almost anything he's been in with Tarantino. I love him in Hateful Eight. I thought his, his, his small his role. His sister but I love is a fantastic actor in everything she's that virginia, virginia madsen yeah i didn't know they were seeing now's a new thing i learned i didn't know they were related yeah I oh yeah just read about the and this is you know total tangent but just read about the uh the whole sideways effect of merlot like sideways really tanked the merlot wine industry thanks yeah, to uh, really paul yeah. giamatti saying i'm not gonna drink the effing merlot yeah <laughs> Did it really? Did that have like a, I didn't know it had had a huge effect and boosted sales of Pinot Noir, which he says, which he only talks about for a second saying that he likes it. Everyone's like, oh, he hates Merlot. He likes Pinot Noir. I'm going to, I'm never going to buy Merlot again. And I'm going to only buy Pinot Noir. (laughs) I did not know that. I did. I, yeah. Maybe I knew that at some point, but uh, I've totally forgot. So just a, just a week ago, I drove through that whole part of the country and uh that you know because like sideways is about a couple of guys going up to the uh wine country that's just north of la and uh i can't get over how many people i saw driving into like ojai or solving in like in a situation that looked like it was out of the movie sideways like they're in a convertible (laughs) you know it's like a couple of people who look like they've been wine tasting all month <laughs> right, right. Like, I, I saw thought, so many people like that. And see if are, I'm are you Solvang, I'm having a split pea soup because that's what Solvang <laughs> is known for. Yeah, interesting. So, are they, so you're telling me that, that sideways take yeah, the, the, the that not because the MC Gainey's junk flapping, <laughs> it was totally because of that. Thomas we, we rewatched. Right? We recently, Kim and I recently watched Justified, and that first season's all MC Ganey all over the place. And yeah, um, yeah. all I could think of Not every time I saw that guy was his giant wiener on on the glass. <laughs> That's all I could think it of. It was coming at you. It was swinging. It was. It was no good, man. Nightmare. It was a night nightmare. Is the perfect word for I, it. I love that I just mentioned Virginia Madsen, and we're suddenly talking about MC Candy. <laughs> Why not? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Why, Why not? not? We could talk about Candyman, I guess. Yeah. Right. Oh, sure. oh wait, we all... watched Empire State, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Giuliani was Giuliani was in it. <laughs> well, yeah. Wait, and, he was? and I just want to a fake Giuliani. Oh, was okay, yeah, 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 fake Giuliani. Right. Before we completely lose the thread on Dito Montiel, um, I. <laughs> 
I came into this movie, I saw his name and I'm like, okay, stop. I'm going to look up. What has this guy done before this that gave, gave him this movie? Ah, uh, he's made some movies. It is, but none of them were, were any no, popular. Yeah. They all starred yeah. like major stars, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like his, his three movies star, like Robert Downey Jr. And Terrence Howard and Katie Holmes and Ray Liotta. Yeah. Okay. And then like, but okay, so maybe he's like a really good director, like a visionary director. I never once in this movie saw a shot where I'm like, "Ooh, that's an interesting shot," or "Oh, I like what they I like what they're do, doing in inside this room to show me what the room looks like." And nothing ever, not at once in this entire movie. <laughs> yeah, he did a movie in 2015 that I always meant to watch and didn't called Man Down. Um, it's before everybody hated Shia LaBeouf, but anyway. Uh, he's in that uh, Gary Oldman, Kate Mara, like an amazing cast. And it seemed interesting. It's like a post-apocalyptic America and the, but the Marines are still active and I don't know, it's supposed to be this interesting take, but it's like fair to Midland reviews. 2015 is not before everyone hated Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf started being hated in 2007 with Transformers and 2008 with Chris. I've never hated Shia LaBeouf. I've never, I've loved him since Holes and I, I don't hate him. You should touch wieners with him when you see him. I don't you hate him. Do that. I don't have to touch wieners with everybody I don't hate. That's just <laughs> incorrect. That's a really good statement, actually. I like that. Sure. I don't have to touch wieners with everyone I don't hate. That's great. Right. You know what? Live by to. those words. I think that's good. I'm make that the title of uh, Dunaway's <laughs> solo episode of Filmstack in a month. It's still my Twitter post. Listen to this okay. crazy. So this guy, this Dito Montiel guy, has got this in the in post-production right, or pre-production. A movie called Afterward with yeah, yeah. Beverly D'Angelo, Aaron Eckhart, Terrence Howard, George Lopez. What is this cast? This is weird, wow, man. I like it. That's freaking weird. And then I After like Exile, it. what's this? This is in post-production. Robert De Niro, Shia LaBeouf. Like, he's... Some people in Hollywood, they make really mediocre stuff, but somehow yeah. they get these gigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get they it. know people. They they uh, connected somewhere or another. I also I think I also think you have to be consistently competent. Like you have to really show up. Yeah. Like as a as a if you're going to be a major Hollywood director, right? Yeah. You're the guy who is there before everybody else and you know what I'm saying? Like you're in charge, you're you got your fingers in everything. Like you can't half ass this career. And so I imagine that a guy like Dito Montiel is like is just that that really energetic constantly working guy. Right. I, I don't think that it it has to do with your actual output. I really don't, mm. I, you know, like, mm. because like a movie like this, like again, there's nothing here that's really special uh, from a directorial standpoint. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Also, what's yeah. her name's underused? Just want to put that out there. Uh, I like Emma Roberts. She's interesting. I remember yeah. her name. She's so underused. She's oh, what's her face? You Eric know Roberts daughter. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. She's, yeah. she's, uh, She's uh, really interesting in almost anything I ever can think of seeing her in. I liked yeah. her in those Scream movies and, you know, but other stuff. We're the Millers. Of. What a great underrated comedy. Oh, we're, yeah, that's a great really good, show. Yeah. That's such a show. That's such a great movie. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> what a great show. What a great what show. A great show. What a great film. What a great. It production. is. It's really good. Like, it it's legitimately yeah. funny and, like, kind of heartfelt at the end. And it's Jennifer Aniston and one of my favorite things I've seen her in. It's a good mm-hmm. movie. We should watch. Seriously, it's underrated. It's not like everybody Lasso. loves it. Yeah. So I guess it's right. Rated. It's rated. It's rated. It's, yeah. it's ap- accurately rated. Competently yeah. rated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's speaking cool. of women in this movie. Yeah, because there weren't any. There was one other one. It was Ma? Hey Ma! Yeah. Come on, Ma! Hey, Ma. And and there was the widow wife. Like Joe, oh, is Joey right. is the guy who gets killed, right? Yeah, that and pud then, is married to a supermodel. What the frick? 
Yeah, <laughs> dude, no way. He, he was definitely skipping off years the top. younger right. than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she yeah, was. That, that was weird. so weird. Yeah, that was really weird. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but yeah. Oh, I did. <laughs> she, yeah. He definitely married up. Yeah, are you, are you right. telling me he's not uh, he's not uh, pulling off the top? Really? No, right. Tr- okay. So here I'm gonna I'm gonna give you Is her. That, IMDb that was Lydia Hull. Yes. There you go. Lydia Hull. Oh, I thought it was Nikki Reed. Different lady. Nikki Reed. Nikki Reed. I thought it was Gia. I thought it was Vicky. Okay, never mind. I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, There's Shia Grimes Beach. It doesn't matter. These are the same woman. (laughs) Oh, like no, Nikki Reed. I think was the uh, his little sister. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, prancing around the house, half naked girl. Got it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I love yeah, it. She I, was so she was so chaotic. I loved it. Yeah, no, that's that totally tracks. Um, I it is just the weirdest thing in the entire movie because like you have you have all of this tension between him and Eddie where it's like, hey, I just landed my hand. You know, I just landed ten thousand dollars or whatever he's carrying around. Let's yeah. do something, and he's like, I'm gonna go give it to this woman. Okay, like that's interesting. But then when he goes to the door and she answers it, and you're like well who's that mm. who is this woman <laughs> mm. like that that can't be 65 year old joey's widow you know yeah. what I mean? right. there's no way yeah. how'd that guy yeah. end up with that guy plus the daughter looks like you said too old it's no way that works responsible maybe he just found a lady who was down on her luck you know and he was, he was <laughs> you're telling a better movie to me right now you're describing a better movie <laughs> i want to know their story she apparently has a deal in hollywood where she will appear in every movie that's based on a heist uh escape really? plan just the movie heist, heist. Uh, all the escape plans escape plan two escape plan the extractors oh. Uh, seems like she keeps getting caught back up and she keeps yeah. having to escape. Because she got that Italian look, man. They, that's what they she go does. for. They go for those Italians. She She's done like a him. really good job, or her agent's done a really good job of keeping her age off of the internet. I cannot figure out how old this <laughs> yeah. woman is. Well, it but says 90 right here on 90B, right? Yeah, April 17th, 1990. Well, I think they You're were saying the, the woman doing... who played Joey's Widow was about 22 when they <laughs> yeah, made this that's movie? That's what it no, says. It. Oh. It's about right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I know. And she even has a quote in here on her IMDb that's uh, specific. Let's see. Here it is. It's not even the sense that we want to be older. We want to act more mature. I am often higher or some, something about being higher because she looks mature. So there's that. Okay. I, that makes sense. Yeah. I hope I'm on the right person. That's all I'm saying. Like, I, I like I'm looking down through the uncredited list now. Like, is, <laughs> are we really on the right person? It just I think we're on the right person. The she did some thing. movie uh, this year called Hot Seat with Mel Gibson and Kevin Dillon and uh, the guy who played the crab man in uh, My Name is Earl. Oh, oh crab I love man. the crab man. Crab man. I love that guy. He's amazing. Although he's so typecast, it's impossible not to see Crab Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, and Shannon Doherty as Chief Pam Connolly. Oh, my oh Lord. I think I need to see this. Sounds like a real <laughs> sign me up. Real piece of Chief shit. Chief Pam. She was in that short-lived Magnum PI reboot. So that's cool. Yeah, she got to do that. Oh, really? In 2019. Look, yeah. So the I do hate we didn't get more of uh, Sharon Angela as the mom because she's 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 got some chops. I, I like her. She's a, a good actor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was an thing. interesting little situation in their household. Like, mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. did this movie give me so much of the sister coming and going? And they're talking, you need to put some more clothes on, blah, blah. Like, there was a good long bit in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, so we're going to find out more. Like, this is going to, there's going to be some fa- familial struggle later or something. No, nope. No, not even were, a little they bit. Were, they absolutely were establishing the fact that Chris 
what came from a solid family. I mean, they were trying to keep their nose clean. I, I like I said, I like the smallness of this story. Yeah, I appreciate it. You do like the smallness. We, also, we think we've also established the fact that this movie would have benefited, maybe not from better actors, but from better pacing and better structure. Oh, and saying, all right, yeah. here's a story we could focus on. Maybe we have less of the, oh, I really want to be a police officer. And, you know, more of the, <laughs> I like that. I really want to be a police officer. <laughs> yeah, and you like, did. For some reason, you did it in the Billy Crystal uh, my voice. My Billy Crystal yeah, yeah, my running scared yeah. voice. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because you wouldn't be able to hear me if I was doing Liam Blandsworth's uh, voice. No, it would be, be right. way too Bland- Blandsworth. <laughs> Take that! I mean, I know you could bend us in half and eat us for lunch, but still, right. you're pretty. You're pretty cool, man. I mean, whatever. He just oh. need. He just needs some roles that he's such the yeah. pretty boy of the family. He doesn't have the beefcake quality of his brother. I don't. I'm looking at him now, and I'm like, he's kind of. Uh, like, uh, well, all right. The picture that they have on IMDb that is a really good photo of him. But stills from this film, it could be it could be Jason Siegel's little brother. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I can see it. You're not wrong. Yeah. He's got lots of cool right. stuff coming up, though. So you know, yeah, he's got things. I'm down with it. Yeah. You know, we didn't get to talk about uh, what I didn't really understand was the whole Spiro location where they're constantly going back. To the oh, mini, the, the mini the crime Greek boss, yeah. yeah, the mini crime boss in this, and there's always some someone in the bathroom. I totally didn't understand that. It was like <laughs> it was such a plot device. The whole film, every time you I went know. there, it's like you're waiting on somebody to come out of the bathroom. How long was that guy in the bathroom? Because Chris looked like he'd been sitting in that chair getting roughed up for like 15 minutes. And then right. I got somebody waiting in the bathroom. Come on out. Like, oh, man, do I have to sit on the toilet and just wait? Is that gross? Weird. <laughs> yeah, it is it is weird. I do. I like, you know, whatever. I like, I like, I like when it's not just purely like, here's an Italian mob boss. And so here are all those stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like uh, when they occasionally know, we're gonna go. Make no. it different. We're going to make them Greek. Yeah, have some Greek. Yeah. Like, again, season two and, of The Wire was all about a Greek mob. Like I, that, I, I like that. It's fun. And that actor, uh, Chris Diamantopoulos, uh, weirdly played Mo in the Three Stooges movie. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I don't but, remember that. But uh, also was in Red Notice with The Rock and with the guy who played Eddie. So really? three of them uh, stuck around together. I know him best as one of the uh, a-holes with money in uh, Silicon Valley, the, the the other movie that you watched if you had HBO. The TV show you watched. Yeah. I got a really weird fact about this cast list Give it. for this movie. Give it. They so, all appeared in Red Notice? <laughs> the rock the rock plays i think this is a real name like they pulled the name of the leading detective on the actual case and gave right. it to uh, him close close to it they changed the n to an m for ransom yeah that's okay ransom. Yeah. well the cast list has the rock playing james ransom mm-hmm. <laughs> and then also has an actor named james ransom yes. one letter difference oh Right. Oh, right. Yeah, that was in the trivia that they actually pulled the guys. Like they came up with the detective's name based on this other actor. I think. Why the hell? No, that can't be true. I think. Let me let me see if I can find it. There's only like five pieces of trivia about this film. Yeah, it's really Uh, short trivia page. Producer over here, and she just said that she's cast a guy named James Ransone. Never mind. Yeah, that's the name of a character. 
It's it's just coincidental. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson plays a character named James Ransom, a name similar to real life actor James Ransone, who also appears in this movie. That's right. I thought I I I made the leap in my head that it was. Hey, let's. let's what? Well, that's because guy. you were looking to make the movie more exciting. I was. Yeah. So <laughs> like, there's it. all these little things that are would be so much. This this movie has almost no trivia, and by the way, it has almost no tropes on TV tropes because it's based on a real story, and it makes you wonder. Maybe tropes are good. Maybe we need uh, them. Yeah. Every Italian voice in this film is a trope, or every Italian character, and yeah, yeah. I, I picked one. I thought I uh, looking at the TV tropes page. I was like, you know what? There's really one trope in this movie for me that like really stands out, and that's the uh, with friends like these. The you know like that's the that's the trope of of Eddie. Eddie is you know the you know the person who is your friend but is responsible for everything bad that's ever happened to you. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and this yeah. idea that you can't shake him it was alluding to this earlier like you just cannot get rid of that friend and that's yeah. a that's tropey as hell because i'll tell you what i'd get rid of that friend i'd be done yeah a heartbeat long time ago there's nothing about that friendship that's keeping anything going like he's gonna drag you to hell is what he's gonna yeah do. high school would have been it you'd have been like well ever since eddie set fire to that gas station we're done with eddie mm-hmm. eddie is no yeah. longer in my life the pinnacle of the with friends like these trope is bad boys. Bad boys ah. is, mm. it is it's you almost, you almost struggle to understand why these two people would have anything to do with each other. You know, right. yeah. I don't remember that movie at all. I have so, so no memory. You're talking, about, boys, the one, the Sean, you're talking right. about the Sean Penn one or the Martin Lawrence, Will Smith thing. The wait. Oh, I mean, Will Smith is a loose cannon, so I mean, it's true. Oh, no, if you're talking Martin bad, is always you know trying to play it straight. I'm and, thinking of Boys in the Hood. I'm an idiot. Never mind. Oh, oh. totally yeah. different. Yeah, movie. you're not. Yeah, I have no nope. memory of Boys in the Hood. I'm bad Boys one and two. Wait, By the way, bad, are there three? bad Boys in the Hood. Bad yeah. Boys in the Hood. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen Fridays either. So maybe I'm mixing all my things up. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Or Friday. There's a, Friday. Friday. There's a related trope here uh, called uh, heterosexual life partners. We talked about it before. Where you're, you're like, you're like, are these two guys? Are they like, are, are, what kind of friendship is this? You know what I mean? Like, what are you, are you they, getting handies out in the parking lot or what? What do you think's going yeah, on there? Yeah, that's okay. it. But basically, basically, okay. like All the right. heterosexual life partners trope is where you're like, these are two. These are two straight men, but mm, they're really close. Like yeah, interesting, you know. know. Like I've, like I'm because, pretty close because to you guys, but I don't. I, you know, me and me and Ibbett never went in the back alley, and you know, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But I, I guess know. there's a I, so there's a there's a thing with tropes, right? Because you you use them as as a sort of like uh, interpretive language right you, you're giving the audience something that's familiar mm. and that everybody can kind of understand mm-hmm. and like at the bottom of the trope is a question always you know like mm-hmm. sometimes it's it's you know the question well why would they do that you know yeah. but like right. in in a lot of these movies where you have two friends and one of you know one of them is kind of like an idiot that you would never be friends with. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to start asking the question, what are they kind of in love a little, you know, like, does that explain it? Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe a little bit, but I don't, I don't know. I didn't even think about it. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm used to like, um, I have a lot of man friends, so I never, yeah. think about, I, I mean, never think growing it up. Way. I just, it, it was all your friends were primarily, the people who live closest to you. It's like real estate. Yeah, right. Is that's, that's location, the location, location, location. Yeah, it is location. Yeah. yeah. 
It's who had, who had the Genesis? Who had your who had the NES? Yeah. Oh, he does. I'm I'm going over there. Why? Because he's two blocks away. It's like, like yeah. okay. Yeah. Did you ever watch House, Scott? Uh, no, the no. The Doctor House? House, the House Doctor. Yeah. Thing? yeah. No, I did not. <laughs> Never saw it. Okay. <laughs> it's a really good example of what I'm talking about, where you have these two characters played by Hugh Laurie and Robert Sean Leonard, who are, I guess, friends. Like they're they like there's no explanation for why Robert Sean Leonard's character puts up with Hugh Laurie's character for Mm -hmm. so freaking long when he should just fire him and get on with his life. And like, so you, so you eventually go, okay, heterosexual life partners. That makes sense. Like they're, they're not actually having sex, but they have feelings for each other, you know, that just, Mm -hmm. that that's the only way to make sense of it. Yeah. It just transcends, you know, your, your, uh, your friendship and you, and you, you like a guy. Oh, 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 uh, 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 in the, in the Shaun of the Dead movies, well put, I think, in the, I don't in the Shaun of the Dead movies, um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, Simon yeah. Pegg and Nick Frost are perfect examples of, of this. Yeah. But y'all, I've always felt like that's something I wanted more of. Like I had a friend for a long time, his name was Andrew and we used to hang out all the time and then marriage and kids come and then it's like, oh man, it's just kind of hard to sync schedules and whatever, whatever. So you kind of fall apart or whatever. But during that time when we were just single dudes hanging out, we spent every waking minute like we'd go to every movie that came out. We were always eating out together. We were always going to whatever, whatever, like just constantly, you know, surfing the freaking record store with each other just because we could. And I loved that era. Like it was so much fun. But then, you know, life gets complicated and and weird. And, you know, I always picture Nick Frost and, and what's his beak hanging out all the time, even though they probably don't now. Right. They probably don't hang yeah, out every yeah. day, but I always think they do. Yeah, I actually uh, my my best friend uh, was a person that I, I grew up a mile away from. We went to the same schools. We didn't know each other. And right, then right. and then he and I got an apartment together in college, like 100 miles away from where we grew up. We finally met. And, uh, he and I got an apartment together in college. We lived together for a couple of years. And, uh, then like that continued like to the point where it was like, he was a part of every day of my life, you know, like he got, he, he and I both got married and they, uh, you know, I became the godfather of his first child and he, uh, like he was regularly referred to as my first wife. That was always like the joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to not name him because we haven't spoken in years and he's a trumpist and whatever. But the, the point is like, I could see, I had people kind of roll up on me and say, Hey, what's going on between you guys? You know, like, like there was something more than that's just the stasis you fall into with a friend sometimes, you know, and you said um, a trumpist, I really honestly thought you meant he plays the trumpet. Yeah. I hate him too. If I, I couldn't live with a trumpist either. Yeah. Those trumpets. <laughs> Shut up over there. Yeah. Quiet. Put that thing away. You stupid trumpist. I just hadn't heard anybody call him that way before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, well, all right. We could do some clips. I don't have a ton because the movie's kind of straight dialogue. It's not a lot of goofiness or anything. Right. But it's, please uh, tell me you yeah. got a hole in the roof. I, yeah, I thought of that. I wrote that down as soon as they said it. <laughs> oh shit, right. I missed it. When did who there's said that? There's oh, a no. hole in the roof. One of the very first things said. There's a hole in the roof. Oh, oh damn it! Anything about the hole in the roof? I think <laughs> I, I missed that. I, I you know I remember the you know the roof and the hole and everything, but I don't remember anyone saying that crap. I'm off my game. All right. Well, whatever. Oh, no, you're oh. not. I was in. A, I was having a fever dream when I watched this movie. I watched it early Friday and was like recovering from a horrible shingles vax, which I don't necessarily recommend unless you get. Well, no, you should get it. Get it. 
You should get it. Take the weekend off. Oh, you should get it. I highly recommend your shingles. I'm just saying, you should totally plan for it and go. I'll probably be down for it. There you go. Plan to be down for a bit because who boy? I I went in cocky, came out uh, very humble about the whole thing. All right, here's um uh oh you uh, here's this. <laughs> oh, here's Eddie. It's Eddie. Any girls want to do me right now? I'm down. Yeah, that's Eddie to a to a T. He just <laughs> good old Eddie. Wants everybody. There's a lot of swearing in this movie. It was also I had to do a lot of bleeping and stuff. Um, yeah, sure. We'll get. Do you ever have a friend like that? Eddie is also another friend like mine. It's like uh, you you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take, and he would just like you know he would say stupid crap like you know you sleep with me kind of crap. And uh, and I'm like, oh, that's so stupid because I saw the 99 percent rejection rate. But one <laughs> percent of the yes. time, one yeah. percent of the time. Yes, success. I've known I've yeah. known so many guys like that, like that yeah. they they are just a pain to be around because they're always trying to work something. They're always trying to get some hustle going, mm-hmm. and every now and then it works for them. Yeah, yeah. every once Damn in a while, yeah. nailed it. Small percentage, but sometimes you roll a twenty. All right, check this mm-hmm. out. In the shitter. My father around. In the shitter, kid. He's in the shitter. <laughs> in the <laughs> shitter, kid. Hey, yeah. kid, he's in the shitter. Yeah, he's in the shitter. I like that. Uh, here's The Rock talking for the first time, and it was way into the movie before we heard from him. So here he is. If you had anything to do with this whole whatever just went down, listen to me. Now's a better time than later if you want to shoot straight with me. I'm giving you a chance. You know what? I will say this. I don't know if this is revolutionary to say this. I think he's probably doing the best acting of all the other characters. I think The Rock's pretty good when he wants to be. He's yeah. doing acting. Yeah, he acted. I, I don't understand why he took this role. Like, listening to him now, you're just like, this isn't for him. Well, in 2013, it might have been. I, I think know. it was amazing. I Okay, there's one thing that just works. His mugging. Oh, my God. The Rock's <laughs> mugging. It's just he does so it every beautiful. film. He's, yeah, it's, he's, he does he's got it. the wrinkles on his well, – the wrinkles around his uh, – <laughs> smile yeah. muscles let's just yeah. go forget the smile muscles that uh really amplify any any mugging he does like yeah. it was <laughs> such good mugging i loved it so much he's a mugger that's what he does he's a mugger yeah he's i've a been mu- mugged he's a you mugger heard it here, hugger. Heard it here folks uh the rock is a mugger the rock is a mugger <laughs> i thought his mother was a mugger all right here's um here's something about cash i don't remember the line you know you really gotta learn to keep your mouth shut you know that a lot of cash though right yeah it is a lot of cash yeah it is yeah that was the moment where you went oh you're gonna you got sucked in by the monies another another reason scott couldn't pull clips easily this movie has 87 uses of the f word yeah it does honestly like i i initially i'm sitting down to watch it with my 12 year old and as as it's starting up the very very beginning is fine it's starting up and I'm just like looking it up, like, oh, this is R-rated. I wonder why. And then I continue on and looking up. Oh, the here, let's see what the Family Guide has to say about. Whoa, oh, it's all the F, like no, F word is the only word idiot. used. Yeah. no nudity though. What a bummer. Yeah, no rock, <laughs> no rock bum or anything. Yeah, no rock bum. I want a little rock bum. Um, <laughs> do you think the we rock already got our Hemsworth bum this weekend? So somebody told oh. me. Somebody told me the other week that. Um, all pro wrestlers have really tiny, tiny, tiny wieners. Do you think that's true? Yeah, well, I mean, if, well. if you're using steroids, that's pretty common, right? Anyway, that, you really gotta learn to keep- whoops, sorry, I didn't mean to play that. Yeah, it might be the steroids. Maybe that's what they were referring to. But I don't know if it's actually true. Like if I went to a locker room yeah. full of pro wrestlers, would they all turn around, drop their towels, and I'd go, oh, look at well, the cute Well, what wieners. I suggest is the next time you run into one, ask them. 
Yeah. <laughs> Joey, you Joey won't have Image. to run That's into him. I'm sure if any of them hear this, they'll be looking for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joey Image, if you, I know he listens. How's the yeah. wiener situation? What's going on there? Right. What? I mean, I know, he, I, I know he listens, but why are we asking this question? The, the answer will come back very disappointingly. Yeah. Just question? like in the regular, just like in the regular population, it varies. It varies. You're right. It varies. <laughs> Growers, not showers. That's fine. All right, check this out, Johnson. Uh, oh, yeah, I like yeah, him. You've been talking about Johnson. Here, yes. here, here is Dwayne Johnson telling a Johnson to get in the back. I love this. Johnson, get to the back. I just love that he had to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But is it a small Johnson? No, I don't know. Mm. Well, that's the other thing we should mention. Back, this is the part of his rock, career. The other Johnson was a small Johnson. This is the part of the career of his career where he wasn't using the rock anymore. He was telling everybody, right, he "Just call using... me Dwayne Johnson." He was trying to get Except serious. On that first poster, on that first poster, it says right there, Dwayne Johnson in quotes, "The Rock." Oh, does it? Mm-hmm. I missed that. Yeah. Oh. In case you didn't know, what we're talking about the Rock. The can Rock. You smell what he's cooking. Yeah, I can smell it. Oh, that Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Uh, here's some prepackaged music for you. All right, great. Free with GarageBand. I know. That's what it felt like. I didn't like it. Uh, some quality angry acting here. Some f bombs as well, but I bleeped them. Here you go. Answer. You answer the phone right now. You might as well shoot me dead right now. Okay. I'm not going to jail. I'm not going to jail, bro. And I'm not going shut to fucking my shut city. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. I'm not going to jail. Shut up. I'm not going to fucking jail. Shut I'm not going back to my city life right now, okay? <laughs> oh, I love angry acting so much. I do, too. It's been a bit since we've had some good stuff. Yeah. Here's a... What? Taken from, uh, <laughs> taken from the emailers link. Oh! Uh, shit. Hold on. Okay, ignore that. That's a whole right. other thing. I got to play separately. Forget that. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Okay. We'll, we'll talk later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, you definitely will. All right. Here, th- I wrote this is Greek to me because literally I think it's nah. Greek. Nah. Okay. So here's what he says, and I don't know what he says. <laughs> okay. So someone out there want to tell me? Because that guy had a perfect, regular old American accent until he wanted to say whatever that is. <laughs> and I want to know what it is. He was the mob boss guy. All right, uh, just walk out the door. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Relax, I said, turn relax, around. Relax. Walk out the door. Yeah. Turn okay. around. Chill. Walk out the, the gun down. Door, huh? Put the gun down. I said, the f- is going on? Do you the door. Go. Shut me my fucking mouth. Get the f- out. Go now. The f- out of here now. Get the f- out. You f- serious? Huh? Just walk out the door. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> Colombian stand-up. Yeah, it was pretty now. good. I I just want to say, if you're listening to that and you didn't watch the movie, that makes it sound so good. (laughs) It does. It's a good scene, though. I will give them credit. That's an amazing scene. It's really well done. It doesn't it doesn't deserve or the rest of the movie doesn't deserve it. I'll put it that way because it was I could use more of that. Just hard boiled freaking mob justice, man. All right. (laughs) Here's uh, here's your checklist. Oh, my goodness. The Rock gets top billing, but he, uh, what does that say? But he no comes to be in movie. Check is what I wrote. <laughs> well done, Scott. Well, well wow. done. I was again, again, a bit of a fever watch when I watched yeah. this. Uh, just kill Eddie already. Check. I kind of really did think he'd die because that's the trope. I thought so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, that surprised me. Uh, then I wrote, Hemi is a big dude when he's not in the same room as The Rock. And I yeah, think I meant sure Hemsworth. Enough. I meant Liam. Yeah, we knew Hemsworth. who you meant. Yeah, because in Go all other me. scenes, he towered. And then you put him in with the rock, and he's like, oh, a little bitty man. 
Yeah. All right. Star Trek connections. Are there any? It seems hard. Yeah, we got to, three. Oh, we got three Star Trek. Yeah, connections. really? Okay. Um, I feel like we've talked about the big one before, but let, we'll get to it. So, uh, all three of them are from Voyager. So, an actor named Ted Barba was NYPD <laughs> cop driver number one in this okay. movie. Barba. Uh, Barba. Ted Barba. <laughs> Uh, he, he was in Voyager. Yeah. An actor named Wayne Perret, who played Williams in this movie. Again, oh. dude, they're just dudes. Williams. Um, he was in Star Trek Voyager. But most importantly, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, oh, right. my via. Right. Uh, he was, you know, he was actually in an episode of Voyager. Uh, and I, I just feel like we talked about this before. Yeah, he wrestled in it, basically fought in it. It was like a. Yeah, uh, yeah the episode was called Sunkatse. Yeah. Hmm. And he, yeah, he was the champion in that episode. It was his character's name. Yeah, somebody had to fight him and win to live, or to—I don't know what the deal was. It was some weird thing. And this was this was in 2000, so he was still only ever appearing as a wrestler at this point. This was before the Mummy Returns. Yeah, um, he, he like he was on that 70s show as a wrestler. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, he wasn't shaving guy, his head yet. He still had he still had the 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 hair up there. Yeah. 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 Uh, it wasn't a thumb yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you look at if you look at his if you look at the Rock's IMDb, yeah. it really looks like he has no business being in feature films. Like oh. it is just WWF that and WWE this again. Every that. WWF that. And then and then suddenly. He's in the mummy returns as a CGI guy mm-hmm. and they, you know, they put him in that movie, the rundown, which we saw on film sack and then boom, he's a, you know, he's a major motion picture star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's as big as the, I mean, he's as big as Arnold was at the prime of Arnold. You know, I think he's, anyway, he's got a, plenty more to do. It, it's a testament to why we do star Trek connections is what I'm saying. Yeah. He was in a star Trek show long before he had any business being in a Star yeah, Trek show. That's true. Uh you didn't do much acting as I recall, but it's an it's an okay episode. It's all right. Holds up. Uh let's get to the uh the the uh soundtrack grade. I give it an F for fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's not great. I, I got, liked when they used old nothing. music from the late seventies and early eighties and you know just created the texture of the sound of the time. That's cool. Um but yeah, it's not. Nice. Yeah, they got some. They got some scoring by a guy named David Whitman, a really young composer. Like, uh, like this is like his first thing or his second thing. Well, there's your and, problem. Uh, you need an old, You need old guys. What you need? Yes, what you need. You need the old guy there. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Our director here is uh, you know, is a musician, right? He comes. He comes into this from being part of a, a band that made a, a bunch of money and he decided to invest in himself as a filmmaker. Mm. Um, the, you know, so like, I'm sure he knows people, right. And this was a, a connection between them. Isn't that what, um, because Ridley Scott did something like that or he before directing was like made it made millions doing some company and then was like, well, I just want to make movies. So I'm taking my share and he just went and made movies. And I can't remember what the deal was there, but something, something like that. I was in, that's always interesting to me that, You'll find somebody with like tons of cash, successful otherwise mm-hmm. business or whatever, and then no, I just want to make movies. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to make the movies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, you know, rich people do this kind of thing all the time and it almost never works. Kurt Schilling. Then you have to, <laughs> like, it's, you have to have both the money and the talent. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. That's, I guess the, the difference between those who succeed and those who don't. And I'm, I'm not going to say this guy doesn't succeed. Cause look at all these stars he puts in his movie. He must be doing something right, but nothing in his entire list is very great. It's all just kind of yeah. average stuff. He should focus more on the fight in that room where you get up, walk out the door, shut the door. <laughs> Do more of that. Right. right. Uh, around. Let's get to the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. And I think this week we'll go out of our way to start with Randy. Empire State. Criminals do things like pile up millions of dollars or run a Greek restaurant as an obvious front for a crime family or spend millions making a completely uninteresting movie. Oh, wait a minute. The movie is a front for a crime family. What? Get it out. Guys, listen, if I die in mysterious circumstances, remember, I'm saying right now, I am not suicidal. Hold on. Someone's at the door. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, Let's now do uh, Brian uh, Empire State. Yeah. I'm going to do it before you even start. Yeah. <laughs> Empire State. Like a Saturday night favorite, Ibbitt's house. Hashtag thumb shaped rock. Oh. <laughs> I would just like to admit that I got up to go answer the door when I said, hold on. Someone. Oh, you really door. actually did. You got there. Like, what the hell are you doing? Committing There's not the actually bit. someone at the door. <laughs> I've done that. I'm where I yeah, say a thing and then bit. I immediately make the action. Yeah, your brains react in weird ways. I get it. Nice. <laughs> Um, let's, uh, where the hell was I? Oh, Brian Ibbett, Brian Ibbett. Let's hear you. Sure. Empire State, Mission Inevitable. Ah. Oh, that's really good. Oh, you know what? That good. should have been an alternate title. Well, well done. Too good. Yeah, that was a little too, too good. <laughs> nice to things. Speaking of which, uh, Empire Wait was an alternate title mm. written here. Or my big fat Greek robbery. <laughs> That's a really good. I you have outdone yourself on that one. Thank you. Uh, here's here's some emails. We get emails at filmsack at gmail We got one from Thomas from Missouri. Oh, hi Thomas. He says hello, Scott, Randy, Brian, and Brian and Brian. I listened to the episode about born identity, and I thought of something about the movie that I've always kind of wondered about. So, in the movie, Chris Cooper's character Conklin is in the middle of clearing out the Paris office of Treadstone when he's interrupted by Jason Bourne. Afterwards, he is taken out by an assassin sent by Brian Cox's character, Ward Albert, and so is unable to finish up cleaning the safe house himself. Do you think, as part of the cleanup, that Conklin was going to kill Julia Stiles' character, Nikki? She knew a lot about what was happening with Bourne, and she could have leaked that info to a lot of people, including Abbott. Conklin seemed to, or sorry, seemed like the kind of ruthless guy that would just shoot her and have her disposed of to keep every uh, everyone from learning about what she knew. Maybe the later films answer this, but I don't remember if they do or don't. Just something I've kind of wondered about since seeing the film for the first time way back in 2002. Just wanted to say I'm really enjoying Film Sack, and I really like the different bonus uh, bonus episodes you guys have added with the Patreon. It made an already great show even better. Uh-huh. Keep up the awesome work, guys. Thomas from Missouri. Well, that's super nice of you to say. Um, I thought that it was, uh, I mean, maybe about killing Julia Stiles' character, but, I, but basically Brian Cox's character does the cleanup. He's the one that tells him to wipe the drives and, and let's move out of here, right? In that scene, right? But says, that was that would be after, right? Because before, 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I think, I think it was in line. I think it was in line with the character. Absolutely. I, I agree. I think that was a. a it a does seem like something he would do. But may, and maybe they do yeah. address it later because she is in the next two of these. Right. Um, she is, and yeah. she and she ends up flipping. So I would say so. I would say that she has a tendency to be more like born. So, yeah. Right. I and think at some point, very likely at some point, I always think Brian Cox and this other guy are the same guy. But the, there's a really old crusty dude that's like really the one in charge but he doesn't show up till later later i can't think of his name he was in that oh, old crusty dude dang it he's a great actor he's irish um but he looks like a giant scone like a wet scone <laughs> <laughs> he's just a, i love when scott describes i can't people. remember his name he was in I that. I can't wait for Irish uh, scone wrestlers to <laughs> right. uh, start emailing about their tiny penises. He was in yeah. the. the oh he was in the Julia Roberts movie that she got all the Oscars for. That Aaron she, Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich. He he oh. was like her lawyer or something. Oh. Ah, you guys, this is killing me. I can't think of the guy's name. But I think later he shows up. Anyway, we're going to get to all those movies at some point. I, so. We are. I actually have already figured out where we're going to watch The Born Supremacy next. Mm. And uh, that's got Carl Urban, dude. I'm yeah. excited. Oh, nice. Yeah, nobody nice. nobody really Fresh knew. Off that the, the season finale of The Boys. The Boys. Ooh. I guess we still knew him from, uh, what, Lord of the Rings then, right? Because oh. that would have been like 05 or something. Yeah, Lord of the Rings was about all we knew him from. Because he was uh Rohan dude. Anyway, <laughs> he, was, he was Rohan dude. Yeah, don't, don't make me try to remember that guy's name. Uh, by the way, I started this season of The Boys. I like The Boys. I, I've watched all of it, and I just finally started this one. Yeah, nobody warned me they'd be inside of a, a giant penis. Uh, this first oh, episode. Yeah. yeah, warning, spoiler. Yeah, yeah. no idea. Oh, oh, and it just goes uh, up from there, Scott. Yeah, ah, that's what I no, hear. No pun intended. Yeah, I'm gonna get. Intended. I guess they do the comic um, hero gasm thing. Uh, yes, they so, do. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Sweet. Uh, second email from Dandy, who says, we're not going to call oh, him Dandy. Dandy. He's yeah, a dandy. like He's that. A, I'm a Dandy. He says, hello, sackers and greetings. In episode 558 about the born identity, Scott mentioned gun cocking sounds that reminded him of the 007 GoldenEye video game. I've definitely yeah. heard, also heard that sound effect used in several games and movies. The earliest one I thought I could recall was Dark Forces. This is that Star Wars game. I went looking for it and found this fandom page with the sound effect linked called Load and Cock My My M14 Rifle Gun. Also has a list of movie shows and video games that have used it. Take a listen, see what you think. Thanks for the hours of entertainment, Dan. Now, uh, here's what I did. I have all three for comparison. This is the one that is the actual GoldenEye reload. Okay, so here's that. Mm -hmm. All right, here, I'll do one more time. Here's the one that I thought sounded like GoldenEye from our previous film different but in the yeah, same maybe a, maybe a little adjusted yeah yeah could be but still. here's the one taken from the emailer i think that's just oh. a faster version of that yeah i think he's right so the one from the movie which is this when he's falling down the hole <laughs> sounds just like the one from that star wars game congratulations you did yeah i think that's you win it. Yep. Sure. you found the yeah, foley we were it? looking for why yeah. does it all sound like office equipment? Like you're using <laughs> like probably a stapler. Is. Yeah, electric stapler, for sure. It like probably you're saying is. that all that work, Foley work is just BS? It's not real guns cocking? I call foul. You call foul? I, I call foul. I also call foul. 
Uh, hey, thanks guys Hello, for emails. Filmsack at gmail.com is the email address to use. Please keep using it on the frequent. We love hearing what you have to say, and you're all being so nice lately, especially these amazing uh, patrons lately. Let me tell you about the people that have joined just since last week. Okay. This has okay. only been a Earth week Ooh. since we've uh, had these people join the, the Patreon. Ben Vaughn, Jay oh. Fell, Matt Drake, John Conrad, Brett. <laughs> uh, also a Brent, both has no last names. Uh, Ray Hargis, Jason Hawthorne, Alex Zucco, Winchester Reload. That's cool because of our oh, thing we just did. That That's one. a great name. Yeah, it is good. Uh, Shania and Mon Monbo, I think is how you say it. Monbo. That was just today at eight o'clock this morning. So congratulations nice. and thank you for all joining the Patreon. There are many, many reasons to do so. You can go find all those reasons why. And uh, we had a really, it was really the end of our first month in June, and uh, it turned out great. You guys are awesome. Yeah. So uh, please it. continue to support the show. We'll continue to send great, great stuff your direction, uh, bonus content every week, including bonus monthly shows and artwork, stickers, other stuff during the month. Yeah. So check it out. All right. That's patreon.com slash filmsack, if I hadn't said it, because I didn't. Filmsack. That's <laughs> patreon.com slash filmsack. That is going to do it for us. Oh, our next film. Uh, Our, tell yeah. us, Randy, what are we doing? It's the Quick and the Dead. The Quick and Netflix. the Dead. Yeah, oh, Sam Raimi Western. Both, both films. Yeah, yeah the, the Quick, quick and, and the Dead. And yeah, the yeah, dead. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it came out in 1995. I remember this speci- uh, specifically because my daughter, my oldest, was like six months old, and we took her to it, and she slept through the whole thing, which I couldn't believe because it's a raucous, uh, you know, couple hours of of uh, you know action and stuff. But Gene Hackman and Lance Hendrickson and very young Leonardo DiCaprio in a pretty good role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Crowe looking all skinny. It's uh, it's a hell of a thing. And one of my favorite I, Sharon Stone movies of all time. So you guys, whoever has not seen this yet, it sounds like none of you have, right? I I've have seen, seen, seen... Oh, you've, oh I didn't know we've seen it. Okay. I love this movie. I know Randy hasn't seen it. He's the only one, I guess. I don't think I have. I will see. I may I may start watching. I'm it a go, huge oh, fan. Yeah. Huge huge style over not over substance, but it it's clear that Raimi wanted to make like his own kind of spaghetti wacko western a little bit, and it really works. So uh, that's next week right here on the film. Well, yeah, we're gonna watch it on Netflix. I just gotta say, like for no reason, I just want to say Netflix is killing it right yeah. now. They're doing pretty good with the old wow. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Digging it. This is, this is what you do. You raise your prices and you F up the animation studios and then you do <laughs> some other shitty mistakes. And then you then every, then anything you do that's good looks better. It's like having food poisoning at the Taco Bell. When it reopens, right. it's the best taco you're ever going to have. Exactly. Yes. No. Taco Bell is the ta- or uh, Netflix is the Taco Bell after food poisoning. Damn straight it is. So got, uh, like, yeah. it's it's you know the place to see Umbrella Academy and Stranger Things and I mean I, I if you have for some reason haven't watched Breaking Bad that's on Netflix like it's just they're killing it yeah they're doing all right um, anyway I'm finally watching the last or the newest two seasons of Love Sex and Robots or whatever it's called Love Death and oh, Robots oh, yeah. yeah I haven't watched any of that yet uh, it. I mean, any, I'm sorry, any of the new season of it, I should say. The second season, everyone said, oh, it's short, not as good. I disagree. I think there is some of the coolest stuff I've ever seen in that season, including that one where there's a giant crab on the freaking pirate boat. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, I want a whole movie. And it was directed by... Uh, um, oh, shit. Uh, Barney Benton. No, Seven. and um, uh, 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 He made Seven. What's his name? <laughs> 
he made seven in the incredible shrinking Mr. Benjamin or whatever the hell that was called in uh, <laughs> Panic Room. <laughs> Why can't I think of his name? Incredible shrinking Mr. Alien Benjamin. Alien Three. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> this is gonna piss me off. Hold on, Alien Three. David Fincher. David Fincher. Anyway, David. <laughs> The David most Fincher. fun ride I've had in a while. Thank yeah, you for taking it. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If really do watch for it, though, it's called, uh, let me give you the name. It is called, uh, he directed it. Where is it? It's called, damn it. I can't find the episode, but it's basically, there's a giant crab living in this in this boat, and they have to figure out how to do its bidding, and I, it, I can't even. Oh, that sounds amazing. Uh, it's so good. Sign me up. I, I want a whole movie. I want a whole series. I want more. Like that's my only problem with that show is that every one of them is amazing, and I'm like, this could be longer, bigger uh, seasons. Like it could be all these things, but that's not the point, right? And no one's going to take the risk on a giant crab in the basement of a ship. Like they're never going to do it. And also, like David Fincher doesn't <laughs> have anything to do with Love, Death, and Robots, like creatively, right? No, He's not no. like. He didn't direct any of these. No, he's bits. executive producer. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. He directed that one. The crab one I'm talking about, he directed. He directed one of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He directed that one in particular. I don't know about others, but he's also executive producer on like most of it. Oh, I see it. Yeah, it's called Bad Traveling. Bad Traveling. It. You guys got to see it. Let's check it out. It's so great. Oh, my gosh. All right, anyway. 20, 23 minutes long. I'm there. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, some And also Troy Baker's, I think, maybe his best work. And I know he's renowned for video game work, but man really good in this anyway there's that filmsack.com is our website patreon.com slash filmsack so you can support the show and if you want to leave us a voicemail you can still do those 801-471-0462 if you want to email us filmsack at gmail.com we do have the technology we haven't done one in a while so maybe it'd be fun anyway twitter uh you can find us also at filmsack leave us a review wherever you get your podcast that's going to do it for us for me for brian for brian and for randy eddie 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 we'll see you next time eddie This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Huh? Le Yeah. Yeah. Huh?